how fast you were going. What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butthurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as normal, the Iceman. And in the studio today, in the clubhouse, we have a little short story, a little extra bonus episode we're going to do this week. It's going to be our special guest. The sound engineer, bam. He's going to tell us a little story about a crash he witnessed right in front of our residence. Say hello, bam. Hello. Glad to be here. She's nervous, everybody. Yes, I am. So, tell us what happened on your crash that you witnessed. Well, you were working. So, I was up with the dogs. We have five Great Danes, by the way. And it was a pretty day. Had the house open, the doors, the windows. I was in the kitchen. And... Out of nowhere, I hear squealing, screeching tires. So, with me being in the kitchen, our back door's right there that was already open. So, I just kind of stepped outside just to see what it was going on. And I see a car sliding, and then he hits the ditch right in front of our house, takes out three mailboxes, two of them ours, and then starts flipping as over in like over and over and over like five times so now my adrenaline is pumping like dust debris from inside the car everything is just flying all over the place so i run back inside grab my cell phone i call 911 and they answer i tell them there's just been a terrible crash right in front of my house I give them the address, and they want to know if everything's okay. Like, is the person okay? I'm like, I have no idea. You need to send everyone. It was a terrible crash. He's dead, basically. That's what I'm telling them. He is dead. There's no way that this person survived this crash. He flipped so many times, and you need to send everyone. The cops... The ambulance, the Coast Guard, it doesn't matter. Just send everyone. And she asked me, well, can you see if they're seriously dead or okay or what? And I'm like, I don't know. The civilians are all over the vehicle right now trying to see what's going on. And she's like, civilians, are you law enforcement? I'm like, no. But my husband is. So she's like, well, that explains it because... I guess because I called them civilians. I have no idea. But 
she said she was sending everyone. I told her the address where I was. And sure enough, within a few minutes, fire trucks, EMS comms, deputies come, um, supervisors come. The whole road is blocked at this point with first responders. So I'm looking and there's this guy that's just walking around and I'm like, well, he must be just one of the civilians, you know, can't be the guy out of the car. It was. He flipped and over and over and over and he's out walking around. And I'm like, oh gosh, that's terrible. I done told these people the man was dead and to send everybody, I even send the coroner. I didn't know how anyone could survive this crash, but I give my statement to the police. Our mailboxes are taken out, so we have to get a file report, everything. I call my husband. I'm like, oh, my, my legs was like spaghetti noodles. I could not stand. My, my heart was racing out of my chest. I'm calling my son, who's a fireman, and I'm like, oh, my God, have you heard anything? I don't know if this man's dead. And there was no coroner, so I, I was told that unless the coroner arrives, there's no one dead. But I just couldn't see how anyone survived. So at this point, I'm at the end of my driveway, and I'm a looky-loo, I guess you could say. And I'm trying to see there's stuff all in the road. Like, he must have been living in his car. I don't know. There was so much stuff. But I've never experienced anything so violent and and traumatic as far as watching this vehicle flip so many times. The hood, the, the roof of the everything was smushed in. Like, you couldn't even tell what kind of vehicle this was once it landed. The guy walked away. He walked away. I told these people to send everybody the man was dead. But he should have been. He needs to count his blessings because he should have been dead. This was the most violent crash I've ever experienced in my life. I was traumatized for days. No, she she loved talking about it. Well, you can't kill fucking cockroaches. I mean, you know, survive a nuclear war. So that's probably what that motherfucker lived. So he's probably never did. I got a file number. I never fucking did get a copy of the report though. And no. In fucking mailboxes. We had two mailboxes that was taken out. That was a hundred. Three total. Dollars. Two of them were ours. We had to pay for it. We never got that anything. Piece of shit. Probably texting and driving or something like that. Now we live mm-hmm. on a road, a little small country road that's what thirty five miles an hour. You asking me? You living down here? I, don't know how I, fast I, the speed limit is. I'm pretty sure it's thirty five. You don't know how fast you're supposed to be driving. I go close to that. Go close but to it. I know as far as he skidded and from where he landed, there was no way he was going 35. I told the cops that. I was not on his side. I was not his fan. I guess not. I mean, he went such a distance. There's no way that he could have been going 35. Yeah, he probably said he was doing like 38 or something. That's yeah, he probably said a dog was running out in front of him. I'm not sure. That's that's pretty much the excuse from what I understand. A dog ran out in front of me. Yeah, since you don't even know what the speed limit is on the road. That we it's 35. Yeah, it's because you were eyeballing me. And I, you 
all that. Looking for approval. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's 35. You don't pay attention to the signs? No. Yeah. So. I don't go fast. Yeah. Not now. She used to have a Camaro. She used to go fast. Yeah. I'm don't get- ever buy a Camaro, by the way. That is the worst car ever. And I there had goes, it. There goes the Chevy sponsorship. See, we're out of Toyota and fucking Chevy. Gone. I had that car for five years, maybe. That Camaro was the worst vehicle I've ever owned. No, no, Not mechanically. Honest, it was great mechanical. It was never in the shop. Nothing ever mechanically wrong with it. It was a great, dependable car. But unless you were raised... With using your side mirrors and not your rear view mirror to drive or back up, you there's no way you would have ever drove that car Terrible and not blind crash. Spots. Terrible the entire blind car spots. is a blind spot. It's bad. The I, entire car. I curbed it. You curb everything. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I went to uh, looked up this little short uh, in the news story. Just do this little bonus thing. We figured we'd throw this together real quick. In Johannesburg, South Africa. Now, all you people in the United States, I think y'all got it fucking bad with the, the lockdowns going on. Be glad you're not in fucking Africa after you hear this shit. In Johannesburg, around that area in a province, I can't pronounce the name of it. I'm not even going to try to slaughter it. I'm not a, one of them super articulate people. Just old fucking boy from the South. Anyway, this guy got arrested for attempting to smuggle his girlfriend in the trunk into a different province where they were at. They got stopped at a roadblock checkpoint on Friday night. And they, when they opened the trunk, the girlfriend was laying up in there and she got out and she, I mean, she wasn't kidnapped or nothing. And they, well, they both got arrested. So in Johannesburg... They are on lockdown so bad you're only allowed to go out of your house to get groceries or medicine and you can ask for a travel permit to go to a funeral. Other than that, now nah, you fucking stuck at house and if you leave in Africa, they will arrest your ass. So all you motherfuckers, stop complaining in the United States. You got it good. Uh, my way to work today. I thought it was damn near open back up as normal. I haven't had traffic in, you know, almost a month. It's been great. Today, nope. Came into some traffic. Of course, when I finally got around it, it was like, I don't know, motherfucking people are like sheep or something. That they, they all, It was a little herd of traffic, a little block of traffic and nothing in front of them. So, obviously not doing social distancing in their cars. And... What's up with you motherfuckers driving around with your mask on in your vehicle? In your vehicle. Rubber gloves and mask on in your own vehicle. Don't think it's going to help, really. Really? Really don't think it's going to help. I guess it got a little rain on that, too. Like I said, this is a little short bonus thing. We're not doing it. Uh, the episode that will be dropping Sunday... Is uh give you a little preview. It's a little. It's, it's uh with a guy that used to be a fireman. He's not a fireman anymore, but he was a fireman for several years. We're going about some little fireman stuff here. I give him a little shit. Make sure you listen for it. Uh, give us our 
five stars. Write us a review. Uh, I said it wrong on another one. The email, motorcopchronicles at gmail.com and Motorcop Chronicles Podcast on Facebook. Hit us up, send us some likes. If you are a present, past, or if you want a future motor person want to be, uh, send us an email. Hit us on Facebook if you want to be a guest. EMTs, firemen, like I said, we're all in the same family. Just do different jobs in it. If you want to be a guest, hit us up. And always remember, the Iceman could be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle